I want to tell somebody in here today, somebody watching by television, your time has come. When you are going to see some things now come to pass because now with your intelligence, now with your knowledge, now with your ability, you will now see some things that you've been wondering about. They're going to start happening because now you have an unction to function at the junction. Welcome to Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. We invite you to stay tuned for a life-changing word. Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. Well, in this particular telecast, I'll be talking from the theme, Unction to Function at the Junction. Stay tuned. I'm sure that you will be enriched through this message. Open your Bibles. Let's look at a passage in St. Mark's Gospel. Chapter 11. And when they came nigh to Jerusalem, unto Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples, and said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you. And as soon as ye enter into it, ye shall find a colt tied, whereon never a man sat. Loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do you this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met, and they loosed him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, What do ye loosing the cult? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. And they brought the cult to Jesus and cast their garments on him and he sat upon him. Now what I'm going to ask you to utter is what I heard this week. Unction to function at the junction. I said it earlier, and that is that this is not Palm Sunday. The context of my text comes out of that particular account. But it's an incident in that whole Palm Sunday drama that the Holy Spirit would not let me get away from for days. 
I'm driving in my car, and that's what I kept hearing. I met with Dwayne uh, a couple of days ago, and I, before I realized it, I let it out. What I was trying to say to him is that you and I are privileged to make a journey out of history into our destiny. And along the way, as a man by the name of James Vaughan put it, as we live life, as we go through it, listen to what he said, we see ends. In other words, there is a point in your journey where you come to a point in your journey. You come to a place just like yesterday. Watch this now. Yes, today was yesterday's destiny. And what was destiny is now history. Help me, Holy Ghost. There is a point, though, where destiny and history come together. It's a junction. It's a place where you and I cannot deny that this is what everything else that happened to me happened for. It was to bring me to this place right now. It's more than a clap of the hand. It's more than a, it's more than a shout. It's, it's an experience that you cannot deny. God brought me to this place. And it's in this place where I'm going to need some unction to be able to function. I said it earlier, this is not a time to play, folk. And if you're going to play, don't play in church or don't play church. This is serious stuff. Because you and I are on a journey just like Jesus was. We're not just, you know, we're not just hop, skipping, jumping wherever we want. No. Every measured step is toward a particular place or junction in your life. And God brings us there. But many of us don't know how to function there. Don't have what it takes to function there. Therefore, we never receive what God intended to release at that time. I know I'm taking a little bit different tack today, but I'm trying to get you to understand that your life and my life is on a divine agenda already set. If I understand that, then I have to believe that what happened to me yesterday was not an accident. And I have to believe that whatever's going to happen will not be an accident. I live on purpose. 
You live on purpose just as Jesus lived on purpose. And that Palm Sunday when Jesus appeared on Mount Olivet, overlooking that hostile city of Jerusalem, he was there because he was on schedule to be there at that time. The same Jesus who said, I got to go to Jerusalem now. My time has come. I want to tell somebody in here today, somebody watching by television, your time has come. When you are going to see some things now come to pass because now with your intelligence, now with your knowledge, now with your ability, you will now see some things that you've been wondering about. They're going to start happening. Because now you have an unction to function at the junction. The three points of this message, receive the equipment. That's the unction. And give the directive as Jesus did. Go do this or that. You can speak to that situation or that thing and it will happen that my friend is the function and then lastly secure the blessing where from the junction that place in your life where two paths meet where you are challenged to make decisions that's where your blessing will be found oh my I'm excited about bringing you this word. I know it's going to make a difference in the way that you will live your life with this concept for living. Say, so this is the equipment. We got to have it. Sometimes it's poured. Sometimes it's smeared. In fact, the very word in the Greek for anointing is this. It is Christos. Christus, and Christus is from which we get our word Christ. That's why Jesus is known as the anointed one. His very name was indicative of who he was. Huh? Are you staying with me? I'm saying that when you can be so anointed <laughs> until after a while, the enemy will know who your name. The devil will know who he's dealing with you. The devil will know your name. And if you have no other name, you ought to be able to be recognized as the anointed one. Oh, somebody's going to get it now. I'm trying to let it go. And then in the Hebrew, it's Messiah. Okay, so Messiah is from which we get our word, begins with M-E, which is Messiah. Are you with me? In the Hebrew, it's A. You and I have to appreciate the fact that it means that this represents our greatest identity with Jesus. It's that when you see Jesus, you see the anointed one. And when we become Christ's, when Christ dwells in us, the hope of glory, then somebody ought to see anointing on you. 
The devil ought to know that you are anointed. Not because you decided to get yourself a little oil and pat yourself down. No, but because the anointing abides within me. Oh, yeah. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Oh, my God. Have mercy. The anointing. We need the anointing. That's why I love what David Cottle said about King David. He said he was anointed to reign. In fact, that's the title of his book, Anointed to Reign. He was saying that Jesus Christ was anointed, what's this now, but also David was anointed. And both were anointed to reign. Watch me now. Everyone sitting up in here this morning, everybody watching by television, your greatest asset is your anointing. Because if you really have the anointing, you will be able to know all things. All right, let's, let's move on down. Same, 1 John chapter 2, verse 26. These things I have written unto you concerning them that seduce you. I want you to know that people who are playing games on you, people who are attacking you, people who seek to destroy you, to seduce you, to bring you in on their level, they need to understand something. And the thing they need to understand is, but the, but what's it say? But the, but the, but the, but wait a minute. It says anointing here, but in verse 20, it says what? It says unction. And the same word for unction is the word for anointing. And they both mean, watch this now. It means charisma. We say to a person, man, you've got charisma. She's got charisma.